welcome to the 297th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on August 15th, 2022. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who's doing his own Sandman impression, Carlos Rodella. Oh, okay. I had to like take that apart for a minute. Deconstruct it. Deconstructing. Deconstructing. Yeah, I had a lot of weird dreams. There you go. He got there, folks. Hey. Hey. Yeah, man. I had some. I mean, they were really good too. They're they're a mixture of weird and good. Um, and I just was telling you before the podcast. And yeah, I think I'll sprinkle them throughout the show, like a Sandman, as it were. Little grains of dream sand throughout this episode. Yes. So look look forward to that. Grains of dream sand, maybe. Ooh, grains of. I don't know. That sounds kind of weird. The grains of... It's hard to say. We'll see. We'll, we'll workshop it. Okay, we'll workshop That's it. That's just the, the placeholder for now. Got it. Uh, all right, folks. We are back. We are continuing to tweak this formula. We've gotten some more feedback from listeners. Thank you all very much. Um, so I think based on the feedback we've gotten, most people were fine with the new, I guess, way of handling bits and bobs. As we used to have housekeeping in the beginning, uh, we felt like maybe we were taking too long to get to the game's content. We didn't want to do that. Didn't want to keep you waiting. And then we changed it up, so we got right into the game's content and put all the extra stuff at the end. And then we got even more feedback saying, hey, we like a little bit of stuff at the end and maybe some at the back, but we still want stuff that's good in the middle. So, okay, I think we finally are going to land on a good system here. Um, And also special thanks to John from Gaming in the Wild, who kind of put the final nail in this particular coffin for me. Um, So I think that what we're going to do is we're going to reopen the house. We're going to keep on doing housekeeping, but it's only going to be games related we're not going to go off on our wild tangents we're not going to bring up tv or life stuff or anything like that we're going to just do a couple bits and bobs of game stuff in the house then we will get to actual games content that you know and love and then if you aren't sick of us by then you want some more you want to hear some of that special sauce some of that weird stuff that we tangent on we will do uh just one more thing at the end before we go and then that will be our show so game bits at the beginning game juicy content in the middle and then just rando stuff that we want to get off our chest at the end what do you say carlos yeah i'm ready to reopen the house i'm sure it's like dusty and dirty and smells uh, you know, it's not too bad. You know, if you remember our house, uh, virtual living space shared by you and I divided in the middle of the strip of duct tape was close for fumigation, uh, but these bugs are gone. So it's oh. not too dusty. There might be some residual carcinogens, maybe a little bit of Agent Orange in the Jeez. corners. We'll get it out of there. A little Lysol, no problem. So house is reopened. We're moving back in. And as I just said, slight change. It's going to be just game related stuff here in the house all the random stuff at the end of the show so um i don't really have anything oh i got one thing um but why don't you go ahead first and let's get some little game related bits and bobs out of the way or yours if you will yeah and i'm you know how we normally go in and there's boxes right yes absolutely. so they're gonna be game boxes eh? that's, oh that's true a little stacks of nes boxes. stacks of nes boxes Hard which copy i'm gonna use as a quick tangent even though we're not supposed to do tangents but it's game related wow we are <laughs> Hold Starting on. strong by going off on a tangent. Now, I'm opening up some game boxes. I'm going to in a minute. But I did recently do a TikTok video about game boxes. Did you? Yeah, and I thought I'd tell you about this because I put it like Gen X, which is us. I believe you're Gen X too, right? I, I have no idea. 76? Is that Gen X? I think so. Yeah, I looked it up, and I know that we're both around the same age bracket. So uh, then Gen Z... Uh, is not the last one. There's actually Generation Alpha after that. But Gen Z... Uh, how, do, how does anybody keep track of all this stuff, man? Is I don't know. I Googled somewhere? it. Like in, on Google. Anyways, the point is, I made a sketch about Gen X being like, do you remember when you look at the back of the box 
and and you remember this. We like oh, yeah. look at those little screenshots and try to figure out what the game is. That was all the information you had was four fucking screenshots and a paragraph. That's it. And then you were like, but it was fun. I, I like I said in the sketch, there's like a mystery to it. But then and then I said Gen Z people were like, what are you doing? Why don't you just download it? But then tons of Gen Z people commented, pretty much all of them, and they were like, no, 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 we did this too. So if you Google Gen Z, whatever year that is, I guess like PS1 was out or whatever. And like, so people still did that, I guess. Yeah, they were, they, there was no real like hardcore downloading on the PS1 era. I mean, right. PS2 maybe was where it started taking off, if memory serves, maybe. So yeah, so again, I was wrong. So I apologize to everybody for that sketch. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I picked the wrong gens. I should have said Generation Alpha, which I guess is the last one of the newest I don't one. know if I've even heard of that one, dude. I just looked it up because I was like, what's after Gen Z? Um, the point of the story is all these game boxes in here are really fun to look at because you and I remember doing that. And uh, apparently a bunch of people who are uh, you know way younger than us also remember doing that. So yeah. it's not lost on them. Okay, I got to do like a quick, quick tangent. I have to, have to. Tangent on my so, tangent? Tangent on your tangent, double tangent. Uh, so actually, I'm getting back to what we're talking about, but I'm not. Um, so, yeah, like I remember like going to Toys R Us and you'd like go to the shelf where all the game um, things would be like the games weren't there. Yeah, the they were in the cage place. room. Yeah, they're in the cage room where the guy walked because everybody was a fucking thief and everybody would steal games. Right. So they they would put out these little flyers. And I remember looking at these like game boxes or these little game flyers that they would post on the wall. And it, like you said, it would be the, the, the cover art. And then you'd look on the back, two, three screenshots and then just a paragraph. And just like the biggest gamble ever, right? Like, you, like, is this game really as good as it looks? Yeah. And sometimes games are much better than they look, you know? Like, I remember thinking the original Mega Man, terrible cover art, like world-renowned, oh, awful cover, cover art. Yeah, for the One US. of my favorite games. Yeah, one of my favorite games on uh, NES or whatever. Or like Draken, wonderful uh, screenshots, really great promise, but like one of the worst games I've ever played, you know? So that, but also just kind of the tangent being, I miss that feeling for movies. Um, looking at previews and trailers online is not the same thing as going into like a Hollywood video or like your local video store, Sunset Video I used to have. And we would just look at like all the movies, right? Like just picking something up at random. Yeah. I feel like it, it's really, it's not a thing anymore. But I will say I was really fortunate when my wife and I were living um, uh, at our last house. There was a video store nearby us in walking distance. Dude, a legit, it was not VHS, but it was DVDs. But like we took our son there and we would walk and we would go to the video store. And it was like this all new thing for him, right? He's like, why are we doing this? Why don't we just look online? No, man, you got to come to this store. Check it out. It's like a whole experience. He got into it, like walking the shelves, looking at boxes. We would get some ice cream, ice cream store next door. We'd all make a thing out of it. Yeah. We got to do it a couple of times. Sadly, it's gone now. Thanks, COVID. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I think there definitely is something about picking up a game, picking up music, picking up a movie and just looking at it and just kind of just considering it in person. Yeah. And books too. I mean, like books is the oh, number absolutely. one way to you know, absolutely. Like read a few paragraphs or whatever, instead of like Amazon saying you can read two pages oh, yeah. that we've Beat decided Alton, Barnes and Noble back in the day. Totally. Well, not back sure. in the day. They're still around. Like I still go to it. I know of the one Barnes and Nobles that's <laughs> near me and I can go to it uh, on the bus. So, and to your point about the um, movies, I think we talked about this in the show and we're really going against our rules. I know. Already. I know. We just broke our own fucking. Rule. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, this is the first time. So is that I used to run a video store. I think I told you that. Mm. Maybe not. I used to work in a video store. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 well, I worked there and then I was the manager. Nice. Like how far up, you, up the ladder you got. <laughs> no, not at all. I was at the bottom. <laughs> I was the bottom rung. I was well, that little rubber piece at the bottom of the ladder that stops it from sliding. I was it, that guy. It's still all the same experience. I mean, the manager slash person who's running the cashier, pretty much the same thing. 
uh, I just had to do a bunch of books and terrible stuff and fire sure. people and hire people. Just extra bullshit work for you. It really was. But I did have my own cult section and it was this experience like you talk about where you go in and we had like popcorn and stuff and we sold candy and you'd go in and like it felt like a yeah thing that you're doing, picking out the candy you were going to get for when you go home, uh, talking to people. There's a new idea, right? In person. <laughs> And saying, I don't think like, I ever talked to anybody. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, when's the last time you would go in and be like, what's your recommendation? Or like, yeah, I still the employee for sure. Yeah, the employee, not randos, but like definitely like, yeah, hey, yeah, man, yeah. what's new this week? What do you, what's good or whatever. Right. Yeah, and I knew every of my customer. I knew every you, customer. Yeah, you would be good at that. I think you'd be great at that. I was. I mean, thank you. But I were, I really was. And I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, you're like, like, you should try that. I'm like, I did for like three years. Um, <laughs> thank you. Don't need your validation. I'm already good at it. Thank I don't need your much. validation. I did shut you down, but I also uh, say thank you. <laughs> But no, it was really, really fun, and I, I just loved, uh, yeah, people come in, I'm like, oh, hey, blah, 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 you're going to love this, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, game boxes, let's open some. Yes, let's open some. Man, I got, oh, man, this is, uh, I got is so many stories, but we're going to save Just right there, yeah. Uh, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but I'm going to save it, I'm going to save it, I'm going to save it. Okay, let's get back down to business. Anybody wants to hear that tangent, you can email me and let me know you want that one particular story about movies in person i'll share it with you but uh we're gonna move on okay so getting back to housekeeping do you have any other game bits by the way let me just open related? yeah let me open a couple game boxes okay. one uh these are just indie games you should check out so okay. they're indie game boxes which they don't have but i'm making one so one's called the outbound ghost which i've been seeing all over twitter the outbound ghost yep and so which list set on steam it looks like um these both look the, the same actually like cutout style 2d Paper Mario style. Is this really pixely, black and white? Nope, not at all. Okay, I'm thinking of a different one. Never mind. Uh, and it's like a little ghost, and it's an RPG, and it looks like Paper Mario. It's just, I want it. I want it immediately. The other one I really want is Flint Buckler Wakes the Sleepy Castle. What? Yep, and, and that's a two-person team. I think a two-person team, and it looks just like Paper Mario, very like uh, cartoony-looking, and its own style. Uh, you know, it's just really beautiful, too. Also an RPG. Wow. Yeah, both of those look really cool and weird. So check those out, indie games. And here's a third one, third bonus indie game box, uh, which you probably have heard of if you know games or on Twitter. Squirrel with a gun. No, dude, I have not heard of this. Oh, there's a treat for you, too. You can wow, take that these are box great home. because I don't know anything about these, and I'm already laughing at these titles, dude. These are these are my boxes. I love game boxes. These are um, comedy boxes. I like these. So the trailer has like 11 million views. It's nuts, dude. It like blew up. Um, uh, I see what you did there. It's nuts. Oh, I didn't even plan on it. But um, bump So what the, the trailer shows is the, the squirrel picking up a gun. It, the whole, you know, shtick is that uh, the squirrel can pick up different guns, and sometimes they're really difficult to, for it to hold. So and like with recoil, like it flies around everywhere, and it's like a physics like fun thing. And then so, so you're a tiny, like a life size squirrel with, a, squirrel, with yeah. a real gun, and you fire it, and like it shoots you like like rag dolls you all over the place. Yeah, it can. Other like the regular pistol, you could shoot and, and still be okay. Oh my and then God. anyways, he like just like holds up a guy, and the guy runs away and falls, and he takes his phone. <laughs> And it's just the funniest thing in the world. Is so. it out now? Early access? Or no, not it? even close. But it's just, oh, okay. uh, you know, again, wish list all these people because that helps the developers big time. Um, I have a lot of friends who are developers. And if you just wish list it, it seems like nothing for you. Um, it's huge to them. It shows that uh, it shows publishers or shows Steam that people are interested and it helps them. So support them. Score with a gun. Again, it's on Twitter. I think I like 11 million people. I got to track this down. This sounds like exactly my son's jam he likes that goat simulator <laughs> goat kind of simulator, thing the wonky yeah. screw around kind of game it doesn't do a lot for me usually but he loves those 
Oh my god, he's gonna flip when I tell him about this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the show. Excellent. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. I tidied up my boxes. There you go. All right, I just have one uh, this week. I wanted to kind of circle back to Gig Apocalypse, which we talked about on the last episode. Uh, I believe you and I both played it, Carlos. Yep. Um, if we recall, uh, this was the 2D pixel-based, um, kind of like a clicker game almost, uh, like an idle game a little bit, where you take one of nine different kaiju monsters and you walk from left to right through cities uh, eating people, breaking buildings, shooting down helicopters, etc., etc. But it kind of like auto runs, and basically what you do is you kind of manage it. Like you manage the cooldowns of his different abilities. Um, you trigger uh, uh, different abilities when it's time. You go back to home base and you like, kind of level them up and uh, you know grind for experience. I, you and I both liked it, um, and I think our only problem with it was the same problem was that it was uh, controls. It was really flawed controls. I played it on Xbox. Where did you play it on? Yeah, I tried to play it on PlayStation. Okay, tried. Right. And it just it just was really bad. I mean, the UI was bad. There was no tutorial. Like, like the game itself, once you got into it, was fun. And I'm actually still playing it, uh, full disclosure. Uh, but the controls were just miserable. So what ended up happening, I don't know if you did or not. I know you mentioned you were thinking about going back and playing it on PC, uh, where you could use a mouse. I went and bought it on Switch with my own cash. And I'm like, touchscreen seems like maybe the way to go and you know what um there are still some issues because i think the ui is too small um there are definitely some problems with ui which i wish they would fix a lot of really simple things that kind of make me scratch my head why they did that but actually playing it with the touchscreen is like worlds different dude Mm. because part of the problem was like you couldn't shoot through buildings on my xbox build when you use your finger you can totally shoot through buildings and get enemies that are further down the field um it's just much faster to, to aim it feels more natural um, it's just easy. I mean, it gets my finger tired because you're, you're shooting like a lot in each level. So I kind of wish there was auto, you know, hold down your finger for auto fire or something yeah. like that, maybe. But um, I will say this is a good game. I think your instincts and my instincts were both on point because this is a good game. It just has a lot of control problems and UI problems. If they can go back and patch that out, I think it would be a winner on basically all platforms. But for now, uh, I do like it 10,000 times more on the Switch because I'm actually using my finger. And I did you ever go back and play it on PC? No, now that you're reminding me of it, because again we have like such um, so many yeah, games coming in so now. Many games, so but now time. you're reminding me, and so yeah, I will, because I remember it was pretty cheap. So I'll just yeah, it was it. like ten bucks when I bought it, and I feel like it mean it made all the difference. So if you're even remotely interested in this game, and I do think it's worth your time if you like clicker idle something chill to play, and I do, um, definitely go the Switch and use your finger, or maybe go on PC and use a mouse. Do not get it on controller. Um, they have not solved that problem yet. So yeah. there you go. That's all I had. And now my one single solitary box is good to go. Um, I say let's probably get into the games. What say, Carlos? Yeah, let's close it up. Let's do it. Let's get into the game's content. We're going to be starting with you this week, sir. Um, circling back. So we're going to do something a little bit different. Like this this week, this month is is a month of change. And I know that change is kind of difficult for people, but I think we're going to power through it. I think we got a good track now. Um, so in addition to the structure changes, and I think we kindly, finally have got a good, good, good fixed structure, we're going to be doing official reviews. So we haven't really done official, official reviews in the past. We've, we've, we've said the word review here and there. We've definitely given our thoughts and feelings, but we haven't really like given an official score, but I feel like that's going to change now. I feel like we're going to do something different this week. Carlos, you're going to have the honor of giving our first official intentional yeah. uh, scored review. Um, and I think, I think we're going to do that. We're going to start with uh, sword and fairy. What was it full title? Sword and together fairy forever. together forever. Yep. You really liked it a lot. We went into it on great detail last week. We're not going to go into the same detail now, 
Uh, please go back and listen to that episode if you want uh, all the deets. But we will come back because you've had more time to play it. And I assume, did you finish it? No, I didn't, but I'm so close. But you're I so can, close. I can easily, yeah, say I know everything instant, instant, ins and outs about the game. So I think that's totally fair. We have the same policy at Game Critics where we realize, you know, we're not infinite vampires living in a basement. We don't have all the time in the world. We've got lives, jobs, families. Sometimes we just don't have time to finish like a million hour game. So as long as we get to a point where we feel like we have seen all the big ideas, we understand those ideas, and we can talk intelligently about them, I feel like that's a pretty good place to talk about a review. Uh, I mean, of course, finish if you can, but it's not always possible. So in this particular case, you have played enough. You're almost done. You feel like you've got a good handle on it. You're ready to review. I say let's do our very first official intentional So Video Games game review complete with score. Carlos, please take it away. Yeah, and, and to your point, this is our second uh, scored game because uh, unintentionally, I said 10 out of 10 for Stray. And then someone heard that and said, really? <laughs> And we're like, I guess. Yeah. But then I was like, well, actually, I didn't even say I guess. I said 100%. I mean, I, I said, said I guess. You said 100%. Yeah. You're like, do we do that here? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I'm glad that we are adding this to our repertoire. Yes. So it's something we're going to do. It's not every single episode, maybe, but it's when we feel like we need to to do it. You know, like we, we yeah. kind of feel like we've got a handle on the game, either finished it or really close to finishing it. And yes, I stand by 10 out of 10 for Stray because it's a, in you know. You loved it. You loved that game like, like nobody's business. Yeah. Perfect game. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's already done. Uh, ouch. To death. Ouch. Uh, so this is my second one, Sword and Fairy 7, Together Forever. Uh, a couple of little bits and bobs before I get into the number. Um, I think that, like I mentioned last time, there are some bugs in this. I know they'll get patched out at some point. Uh, nothing's like game breaking, but they're just weird and they, they do show up, you know. Um, and then the biggest bug is the thing that I can't change my main character's outfit right now. Is it still not fixed? It's still not fixed. It's And they did like four patches since. So I was like, every time I got a patch, I was like, this is the one. So I can't oh, believe man. it isn't. Maybe they don't know about it. Did you tell them? No, I didn't directly tell them. I probably should after this score. Uh, oh, no. Okay. No, no, no. That doesn't. That's not uh, oh, foreshadowing okay. that it's bad. Right. But meaning like I gave, I'm giving him a good score and I really would like that fix. But it doesn't impact almost anything. You know what I mean? I've never been a cosmetic guy. Like it doesn't change the armor. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but in this game, it's like strictly cosmetic and what you look like. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where like all the armor is just number values. Gotcha. Which yeah. sometimes can be weird because, you know, you're playing an RPG, you want to see your change. But I definitely want to see the change. It's because this game has so many cutscenes. It's very like heavy duty storyline game that they're going to keep those characters in those outfits. I guess that's maybe the reason. I don't know. Uh, anyways, that doesn't bother me enough. And yeah, a couple of little bugs here and there. But um, the only other con I would say before I do the score is that it is super long. And in the beginning, I loved it because I was doing every single side mission and just eating it up. And while I still love the game and look forward to it every night, and it's like, you know, something I really, really enjoy, it it's pretty long right now. I think there's like 33 chapters, and I'm in like chapter 25 or 26 or something. You feel like you're good? You're going I'm this, like, you're this would be, be a good time to, to wrap things up, yeah. Um, that said, uh, I liked it a lot. My main reason for this score is because uh, not only is the combat so fun, like just as fun as Final Fantasy 15, if not better with the dodge moves. I think the dodge mechanic is one of the best I've ever used. It just, like I said last episode, it's like um, a dance mechanic. When you move out of the way, you're either like moving like a god, literally, or you're moving like an acrobatic, you know, dancer. And it's just amazing. Um, and I love all the little side quests. And I love 
learning about Chinese culture and mythology. I'm like, yeah. that's a huge yeah. reason. That's great. I love it. Yeah. And I think that this game it was an eye-opening experience as well as just um, really, really let me fall into it and kind of like let it wash over me. And the fact that like, here's a bunch of history you don't know about. Here's a lot of story where other people will be like, it's too much cutscenes, it's too much story. I just liked the fact that I was getting all this info. And for some reason, I just, yeah, I absorbed it. So um, full score. And again, it would be a little higher with a couple of little bugs. And the fact that, um, you know, I think it's a little long. That's the only reason I think it's a little less than that. But I'm saying 8.5 out of 10. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We that's are not game critics, nine. so we, we yeah. go by a slightly different review scale here. But, I mean, 8.5 out of 10, excuse me, no matter which way you slice it, is a great score. So I don't think that's anything for anybody to be ashamed of. That's, I mean, that to me is a winner. It was so close to almost 9. I kind of don't go between, like, I don't do 0. 0.75 and that stuff. I kind of just do the half sometimes. Right. And it's because, like, the bugs, and, you know, the fact that I'm almost done with the game and I can't change my outfit, that's a little Bummer. problem. You so know? you played the entire time in, a, in an outfit you didn't like. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of annoying. And then also um, just the fact that it's pretty damn long and, you know, there's times where I go, this is the most amazing combat ever. I'm really having a lot of fun. And then I have to wait for another 40 minutes to do it really again. <laughs> that's a long time, dude. I, that's an exaggeration, but you know, like... Sure. If I you gotta, keep... you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't interrupt the flow all the time. Only, only no, when it's really the, important, you know? Well, here's the thing. Oh, this is why it's, it was almost a nine. I know I'm not going back on my score. But the other day, like, there was a character and I felt really sad for her. And I don't know when the last time I felt sad for an RPG character. But like, I was like, fuck, I'm depressed for her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this really sad scene and the other character was like consoling her and I just felt that moment so hard and so even though I wanted to get back to combat and leveling up it, you know what I mean it, it kept me there because I really cared about the characters so well, that's good. good that's good. why it's, it's a when juxtaposition. you can feel something yeah it's wonderful yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the game I fucking love the game I'm gonna finish it and it's something I look forward to every night to, to go back to so and you can look forward to that for the next six months apparently <laughs> I know well like seven more chapters but yeah <laughs> well, all right. Well, there we go. There we go. The very first intentional official so video games podcast review brought to us by our very own Carlos Rodella, Carlos Dodge Rodella. Uh, Eight point five out of ten. That's a great score to start off with. And uh, when we do these, I guess I just kind of decided that I was using point five system. Are you not going to then? Oh, I always I'm going to keep the Game Critics review scale, even though this is not Game Critics. Just to be clear, also, folks. Um, so the, the so video games podcast, I mean, it's hosted at Game Critics. I am the editor of Game Critics. There's definitely ties to Game Critics, but we're not going to follow the same um, kind of rubric that we use at Game Critics because, I mean, written review as opposed to podcast review, they're kind of different beasts in terms of uh, how I think of them as editor. So I'm going to use the Game Critics scale as in 0 through 10 and using 0.5s as necessary, um, but I may not um, hew to the same kind of um, standards that we hold for print reviews. But, right, uh, yeah, right, right. 0.5 is... I'm totally fine with point the five. The 0.5s are there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're on the same page. All right, well, there you go. That's the thing, and people should play it because it, it will definitely like open your eyes to a different culture and mythology, and that's the reason alone to play it. But, yeah. Sounds great. All right, there we go. First official review, a winner. All right, let me talk for a little bit about Lord Winklebottom Investigates, which is a very funny title, which makes me giggle a little bit. I like this title very much. Um, this is a 2D point-and-click game classic point and click game um so you may know where i'm going with this i already know yeah you know i i it's it's all animals and it's number one a very funny title it just made me just laugh uh, and when you see the screenshots of it lord winklebottom is a giraffe and 
his friend is um oh gosh i can't remember what kind of animal he is he's another animal and there's you go to like uh solve crimes you're kind of like the sherlock holmes of the animal world and so i'm like yeah that seems pretty neat i kind of want to check that out i do love a good point and click when it's done well and i'm not saying this one is not done well but it is very classic in some ways so you start off um there's a lot of voice acting uh the worst thing up front i'm going to just get this off my plate right now i think this voice acting is fucking abysmal and i hate it so much i hate it it's so bad that i turned it off i couldn't even stand listening to it and the voices were like i don't i don't know what lord winklebottom would sound like in real life but i don't think he sounds like this it didn't match to me and it just sounded like a couple of British dudes kind of just doing a little vocal podcast that was not even like well-produced. It was just like, Hey, we're just kind of talking about this stuff. And there was no like delivery. There was no punctuation. There was no um, like artistry to it. Like they were just like these couple of mumbling British dudes. And it was just, uh, it drove me so crazy. I hate it, hated it. And I can't remember the last time I turned voices off on a thing. So I don't know if um, these voices are like a friend of the developer Apparently, this game is created by one person, which is, I mean, props for that, right? Like, getting a game off the ground, getting it out of your head, making it real is amazing. So props to that. Um, but it's just the voice acting fucking I, made me angry, and I really disliked it. So that sucked. Um, apart from that, I think the artwork is really cute. I think it's just visually very appealing. It looks kind of like a storybook or, you know, some kind of cute children's book, but in a most positive way, like really appealing, colorful simple shapes in a good way like it's all kind of like well rendered i just i think it looks very adorable i want to hug like everything in this in this game as long as they're not talking to me um but as far as the gameplay goes um it was kind of disappointing because i didn't like the voice acting and so there wasn't a lot of like funny stuff that was carrying it for me right like i feel like in all the best point and clicks or at least the humorous ones i'm laughing along with it and getting to the next joke is kind of a, a draw for me and i love to get close to these characters and laugh with them and you know like see clever things and i'm not saying this game isn't clever but like the script i just felt like just was not working for me like it wasn't funny it wasn't clever like there were some jokes but like i felt like they were ah, i feel like i'm being so mean in this review. I, I totally apologize i feel like i feel like i'm being incredibly harsh on this review i don't know this developer i don't know these people i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but i gotta be honest i just feel like the jokes none of them landed for me and it was just not funny to like listen to this game or to watch this game Mm. um and so what was left was the gameplay and unfortunately um it sticks to the tropes of stuff that i really kind of don't care for um there was a lot of things to click too many things to click and each one had a little bit of text on it and a lot of it was just nothing like it was just like flavor and to me i hate that stuff it feels like a waste of my time um you know some of the puzzles were like just like those dumb puzzles where it's like oh you need to get a thing but it's over here and in any normal world you would just go do that thing but you got to go through like three steps to get to it and it was just like all these like you know like moon logic kind of puzzles they weren't like super super bad because i figured most of them out without an faq which is great um credit given for that but they just were just not fun puzzles like they didn't feel like oh i figured it out it felt more like okay well i just randomly clicked all my items on this thing and then something worked you know like yeah i don't like those kind of puzzles um they just feel they don't feel rewarding and they didn't feel fun to me like not the kind that i like um so i got through i don't know maybe a quarter of it and i'm like okay i'm good like I, i'm just i'm good on this if you like classic point and click if you like that kind of gameplay like your basic checks all the boxes for the genre i think it does what it does well but i am just full disclosure i am not a a person who enjoys 
the classic point and click. I like the, the modified ones, the new age ones, the comedy ones, the quickie ones. This is just like, it's very, very cute. Um, I feel like it's well done if you like the classic style, but for me, it just was like nails on chalkboard and not being able to hear the voices um, was just even worse. Like it was just reading these jokes and not getting any kind of like real emotional attachment to the characters. So it kind of was a miss for me, but I feel like, I, I bet there's probably a good number of people out there who would really like this one? Um, maybe not the voices, because those are terrible. But like, I think the gameplay itself, if you like basic, um, and I don't mean that insultingly, just like standard, um, genre standard point and click, I think it does that very well. But I am not a, a customer for that. So I think uh, anytime you ever see in the future a point and click adventure game that is traditional, you should run away. You should, I mean, you should dude, Homer Simpson it back into the bushes. And not even try. I agree. But the, the problem is, how do you know which ones are the... Because like it's like you're Sherlock Holmes and a giraffe. I'm like, okay, that might be pretty wacky, yeah. right? This one might be... It might be comedy. Maybe it's like a bunch of like really fun animal jokes. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? You never know. And in fact, put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that at the end of this episode in a very um, satisfying way. Uh, but it's just you never know, right? And I want to try them because, like, when I get something like a Nine Witches, or when I get something like um, what's that one that switched that I really like a lot? I'm trying to think. Um, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot what his name. When you get like one of the New Age comedy ones, like I love those ones. Like yeah. um, they're just so good, right? Like when you get those, um, I'll look up what that one is. But uh, it's got, based got... on the trailer, though. I mean, I guess you, if you look at the trailer and you get an idea of like the gameplay style, it feels like that's the stuff that you usually know about on. Like just clicking a bunch of things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell, though, because sometimes, I don't know, it's just like, it could go either way, right? It could go either way. Um, All right. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Anyway, it was kind of a miss for me, and I really feel bad about that, but... Uh, oh, Dark Side Detective, that's what it was. Oh, right, right. Dark Side right. Detective, amazing game. Uh, you know, Nine Witches, amazing game. Like, when you hit, when it, when it hits, it's great, yeah. and I want more of those, but they're so hard to make, and you never know when you're getting one of those, so I thought this was maybe... It's not, but if you like the, you know, you want a good cutie point and click, I mean, it's not a bad game. It's just not for me. All right. So, all right. There's that. Uh, one more thing to talk about here. Super Bullet Break. This is on the Switch. 2D. I don't know. I'm not even sure really how to describe it. Um, It's kind of like a roguelike. It's kind of like a deck builder. It reminds me a little bit, if you squint, of something like Slay the Spire. But it's also full of cutesy anime girls. Uh, many of them look like they're over 18, which was great because uh, I prefer my yeah. my gr anime girls to not look like they're five. Um, and then there's also kind of a gotcha element, G-A-C-H-A, -A, you know, kind of like the, the randomized collection element. Um, mm -hmm. So basically what happens is you start off this game. The writing in this game is actually pretty funny. There's a lot of it, too much of it. But what is there is actually pretty funny. You're playing these like one-offs of like video game spoof kind of stuff. Um, and as you go through, you you have to like, quote unquote, like debug broken games. And how you do that is by doing kind of like Slay the Spire gameplay. You, you get this deck that's assigned to you and you go into these uh, these levels. You see the, the level laid out before you, like a little path. So you can choose where you want to go. Very much like Slay the Spire. You go to one level, it's a it's a it's a shop. You go to one level, it's like a life regain. You go to one level, it's a, it's a fight. You go to another level, it's like a super hard fight, and you can kind of choose your path as you go. So this is very, very common to the deck building kind of genre right now. Very, This is very in vogue. Um, you get your, your basic uh, cards, and they all take the form of girls, and so they're all girls or monsters. There's a few monsters in there, too. Uh, and they each have a different ability. So um, 
I'll say, okay, so I, I struggled to even talk about this because there's like a lot of stuff going on and I, I want to encapsulate it all, but also I don't feel like any of it works, which is kind of like the other difficult part. Um, for starters, this game has basically no tutorial, which I think is a big problem. Um, I think if you've played a lot of deck builders like I have, you can probably click into it pretty quickly, but there's a lot of stuff I had questions about at the beginning. I had to die a couple times to really figure out what's going on. I just like, just do the tutorial, people. Just do the tutorial. Um, it really was kind of frustrating. I will also say this game has a lot of UI issues. I feel like there's a lot of really important stuff that is not surfaced very well. Like a lot of stuff that I always want to know. How many attack points is somebody going to hit before? How many life points do I have? How many shield points do I have? Uh, you know, stuff like that. It's like really tiny text and it's not really in a place where I felt like my eye was going to it. And I feel like this game could take a lot of lessons from the best in the genre where they, they surface that stuff exactly where you need to see it because they know you need to see it all the time. It's stuff that you're always going to want to know. And it's just, it's more user-friendly. I feel like this is, they didn't really think their UI through. It's cute looking when you look at a screenshot. It's a very appealing looking game. Uh, and the art style is very good. But like when you're actually playing it, you realize, oh wait, none of this stuff is where I want it to be. I'm, it, it just doesn't flow the way like your eye doesn't go over the screen the way it's supposed to be. Um, so that's a problem. But the other problem is that it's it makes you think it's going to be a deck builder, but it's kind of not. And it's kind of in the same way of Slay the Spire. So if anybody is familiar with Slay the Spire, like one of the you know most seminal games in the deck building genre lately, you, you start off with a character. That character has their own predetermined deck. Okay. And then you start playing the game. You add cards that you win. You take away cards when you get a chance. That's totally fine. And that's exactly what they do here. But about this game, it feels like I should be doing more deck building on my own. You, there's a lot of cards in your deck. They all do different things. It seems like some of them are meant for combos, but you don't have the combo card, so you got to hopefully find it. Um, some of them do their own thing on their own, and it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of synergy in your deck to begin with. And, um, you know, synergy is really what makes or breaks a great deck builder, whether you can get combos going or get cards that work together or have cards that are flexible enough to be on their own or work together. That's really the best. Um, it just doesn't feel like these cards have very much synergy going on. And as you're going through, I didn't get new cards very often. I mean, you got some, but they were like, really randomized and i just felt like it was very difficult for me to get any kind of combo going any synergy going and so what it basically felt like was i'm going to just use the basic deck you gave me i'm going to just use these cards as best i can and then i'm going to die because i just don't feel like i'm really mastering it and i've been through a lot of these dude i play deck builders all the time so i know what the genre is about and i just don't feel like this one's coming together i, I kind of wanted it to let me change my deck a little bit because you've got all the trappings of a gotcha, right? You've got like the cute anime girls, which are like gotcha fodder 101. Um, there's all sorts of a bunch of different ones to collect. You can unlock different ones, but you just unlock them for your run. Like you don't ever keep them. And you don't ever do anything with them until you find them again. And that and oh, just doesn't you don't work. Keep them? That no, seems you don't keep weird. Them. And again, it's kind of like Slay the Spire because you can you can get cards, but you don't keep them in your deck. It but for some reason it works in Slay the Spire. It makes sense to me, and I feel like it feels better. In this game, it does not feel good to me. Like, it, it doesn't work for me. And I wish I was getting more of the combo cards, getting more of the shield cards, being able to adjust my deck as I go. It just feels like kind of a missed opportunity. And I feel like they're, they're following Slay the Spire in a way that doesn't necessarily make exact sense for their game. I wish they would tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, they do interesting things in terms of, like, energy. Like, uh, instead of just playing three cards around, you can play as many cards as you want as long as you have energy. But that energy, when you use it up, means that the enemy's turn is going to come faster. So if you use less cards, their turn is later. If you use more cards, their turn comes faster. Kind of a cool risk-reward thing, which I'm kind of into. That was a good idea. Again, I think most of the girls look like they're over 18, which is a plus, because I like that. Please make all your girls over 18 that look over 18. Um, 
if this was a porno game, I think I would like it more. If there was like more like actual skin, I probably would stay in it longer. Real talk. Um, and that's happening on the Switch, so it's not unheard of. But it's all pretty chaste. It's all pretty like straightforward. So I didn't even have the TNA factor to kind of keep me into it. It's just like, I feel like it is so close to being a very cool game, but it doesn't quite get there. And the systems don't quite make sense. And there's not enough skin to really make me overlook the problems in the gameplay. Yeah. So it's kind of like a lose, lose, lose all the way around. But it's very cool looking. It's a neat idea. But I mean, like, honestly, just to be absolutely brutal, um, if you're going to want to play a deck builder, there's like five or ten I would probably recommend before you play this one, unless you're just absolutely in love with the anime girls. Well, it's frustrating because as I look at the pictures and see the video trailer, um, there's a lot of things that they're trying to do mm-hmm. or, or like almost too many things they're doing. It's a lot. Yeah. It's like, it's a video game, you know, or it's, it's anime girls. It's a gotcha game. Um, it's a card game and it's other things. It's a dungeon game. Like it seems like you're just basically fighting monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, like you said, you can't collect things uh, or you can certain things. And the menus do look confusing. Even me just looking at pictures, yeah. like I'm confused. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it, it maybe could have been really cool. Yeah. I mean, real talk, like, if, if they made one change, like, I bet I bet people that would play this would agree with me. If they changed from you don't collect anything to you do collect the cards that you unlock and you keep those, absolutely, I would stay in and I would play this all the way into the end. Because it would give you, like, the ownership. You yeah. could unlock the girls that you like. You could build your combos in the deck. Doing that would make you get further in the game because you would have like your gameplay synergy happening. If they just did that one change, I feel like that would make this game go from almost good to like, oh my god, this is like really fun and cool. I might recommend it. But because they don't, I feel like they really missed a trick by by trying to be Slay the Spire when they really should have been more of a gotcha game. So got it. Anyway. Okay, Super Bullet Break and Lord Winklebottom Investigates. Hate to say it, but they were both not clicking for me this week. Carlos, let's go over to you for a preview of a game called Solstice. I know literally nothing about this game whatsoever. Please educate me, good sir. Yeah, oh my goodness. I'm so excited. We got a code for this, I think, a little while ago. We did, yeah, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Way ahead of way ahead of embargo. Way ahead of embargo. Um, I played the crap out of this, actually. I oh, for- really? Okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten that I played so much of it. And then I went back to just kind of hone on my skills um, a while ago. And um, yeah, this game is fucking cool, man. Like, where you know one of those games where like you don't expect anything? We always talk about this in the show. Expectations are nominal or none, right? And then if it's like even just kind of good, you're like, wow, this is pretty yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, expectations can make or break an experience for sure. Yeah. So this one, unfortunately, because, you know, I'm souls out, I heard the word solstice and I was like, oh, no, here we go. Oh, I didn't even realize, I didn't where, even realize that. Where okay. am I going to find my course after I die to pick up my sure. stuff Where's and my the embers fire? and fires? Yeah. But it's none of that shit. It's none of that oh, shit at all. Oh, good. Yeah. So don't let that fool you. The name is just solstice. That's fine. Um, I'm not really sure yet. I know the story pretty well, but I don't understand specifically why it's called that. But um, So the main story is uh, you uh, play as two girls' sisters at the same time. Your main character is just a woman warrior uh, with a big sword and a, another kind of huge hammery, crossbow thing. Um, and then your other sister is a ghost that like lives on, on your back kind of. Oh yeah. I'm looking at screenshots on Google. Yeah. It looks like there's a little ghost over your shoulder maybe. Yeah. She's your sister. Okay. So they are both reborn as Chimera. We won't get into it, but it's like a special type of being essentially. Sure. sure. And you're going to try to like, you know, vanquish evil, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically though, uh, it's third person. Uh, fixed camera for the most part. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. So, like, think uh, near Automata when they would Mm -hmm. do like those platforming sections, but they would like switch 
camera angles. Yeah. Or the game we just played, um, which I remember the name of now, Anno Mutationem. Yes, exactly. Where you play and then like, oh, the camera just changed, but it makes sense, you know? Um, and it does the same thing. It's like the camera's always smart. Like it's never like you don't hate the camera, you know? And you're running around doing like hack and slash action RPG stuff, right? Um, you do level up. You're, you and your sister level up separately. So you have both have two different skill trees. And there's a lot of different crystals and things you collect. That's the <laughs> only con is that there's like a bunch of different things to get, you know? Yeah. Um, but they all do work. And, you know, you you stop in little areas and you can go to a shop and upgrade your stuff. So that's the kind of gameplay. But then every once in a while when you get into huge combat sections where like a ton of people are coming at you, uh, it lets you do the camera. Oh, Which weird. I think okay. is great. Because uh, it helps because you need it in that particular moment, You right? need it in that moment. So basically the, the arena area that you're fighting in now will let you do right, right analog. Um, How do you it. know when it changes? Is there a signal or does no, the camera it, just kind of just move a little bit or no, something? No, it just it doesn't do anything until you move it because you'd know after the first time because they tell you, like in a tutorial, unlike the other game you talked about. Gotcha. It's like, hey, when you're in the zone and you're fighting monsters, you can like change the camera if you want. By the way, excellent tutorial. Let's give it up for that, too. Oh, good. Yay for tutorials. Every single time something new happened, it told me, it explained it, it made sense. I love that. Just tell me. Just, just tell, tell me. me. Yeah. Just tell me. Uh, and I just really like this. The, the world building is so cool. It's basically like, I think there's multiple zones. I'm only in the first zone. But this huge like shipyard outside of a castle. And every, most of the people died or become monsters. And so it's just you versus monsters that you find. But it's like just beautiful. Like one of those things that are like dark and beautiful, kind of like Elden Ring. Yeah. You know, where you, yeah, it's very much Elden, actually like Elden Ring because there's like these huge things in the distance and they look all like epic, but they're all dark and broken too. Um, it's just so cool. The other mechanic that I really like is even though it's, you know, there's lots of things to remember, your sister can do, now I'm playing with a controller on PC, your sister can do things where she turns a blue energy field on or a red one. If you like hit the trigger buttons, right? Okay. So when you do the blue trigger, you can not only see special crystals, right? That you can like get. Uh-huh. Um, and you can only keep it on for uh, so long though. Like it burns out or something. So you can only keep it okay. on. Like a cool down sort yeah, of thing? Cool or do you down. need yeah, to like... Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It like freaks out. <laughs> you don't want to keep it on too long. And then also like when you're fighting monsters, certain spirits are only fightable with when you have that that energy on oh like they're in a different dimension or something yeah they're in a different dimension exactly and but then they do puzzle elements and platforming elements so like you know like a platform will show up if you're using the blue shield thing Hmm. and so it's just again done perfectly i'm like oh they could have fucked that up like that's just a whole like mechanic they didn't probably even need nope they did it and it works really good and it's fun um and yeah this game oh and here's the other thing they did really well in the combat the sister has moves but you don't it's not it's not turn based so you just when you see a prompt like in my control on my control it's b button if i see the b button pop up by an enemy i just hit it then even while i'm still attacking and she'll block something for me oh that's cool like the little interrupting i love when that happens yeah like, and i don't like, know yeah, many games that it. do it like really well like you know you don't have to stop attacking you know what I mean? You can yeah, like, just yeah, be yeah. like, attack, attack, combo, combo. I'm in the middle of a combo, and instead of hitting my combo button, I just hit B real quick, then I go back to the combo. Reminds me of like when you do like the Batman combat, like the yes, Arkham combat. Yes, it's, it's Arkham really combat. Too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, And then they also do the thing where after you beat like sections, it gives you um, a scoring system. You know, like you got bronze or gold, 
for like how fast you beat that little gotcha. area. Kind of a Devil yeah. May Cry touch. There, Devil sure. May Cry touch, yeah. So this game has a lot of good things all packed in one. Um, it is a little overwhelming in the beginning because they're saying like, hey, you could do this and there's more crystals and there's other things. But now I'm in a good place where like, yeah, I just really like it. The art aesthetic is great. The the characters are cool. The character design is really nice. You've seen the pictures. Look at the the, the girl the girl spirit. Yeah, it looks um, really nice. I'm looking at screenshots right now. It's great. And then she, you meet these other figures with these weird masks on, and they all look just beautifully designed. Um, this is a surprise, man. A real big surprise. Um, this and the other game that we'll talk about on the show called The Lamb are the only games I'm playing besides Sword of Fairy at night. Like this is my these are my three games. And, Interesting. Uh, really, Quick question. Really like yeah. I don't know if you can answer this or not. Um, I have, the game just recently came out of embargo for previews. I don't know uh, off the top of my head when it's coming out, but um, the content that you're playing right now is it a preview build or is it like the whole thing? And you're just uh, you're just uh, only telling us. The I wouldn't stuff? know because I don't. I mean, I think in the actual build I have it is for preview, but at the same time, nothing's felt that way to me. So if they've done a pretty good job, if it's a demo, because it feels like the beginning of the game. Um, and nothing's walled off, you know. Gotcha. So you haven't, if there is a wall, you haven't hit it yet. If so there you, is, you I may be playing yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. We'll yeah. Okay. And right. then the other thing I'll say real quickly about the combat, because I have to, every combat, what do I care about? Dodge roll. Dodge roll. So it's not a roll, but it's a dodge like slide. Okay. You know, when those kind of zoom, zoom out of the way kind of moves. Right. I mean, does it work for you? It works great. Oh, so right. it's like, it's not, it's checking all the boxes. And uh, I got to recommend it. Now, I don't know when it comes out. Do we have any idea? Um, you know, I don't think so. I was kind of like trying to surreptitiously email. I'll check my email for this. I don't have any information at the moment. Okay. I'll follow up. Um, I'll follow up, but I don't see anything yet. But uh, eh, no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll look it up. We'll see. And this is the first game that uh, is those sprinkles of dreams I was talking about. Oh, uh, yes. Because I was playing this and... Um, uh, Cult of the Lamb a lot, so they popped up in my dreams. And this one was that dodge mechanic, which felt like um, you can you know, do the, like, the double jump, and then when you do the double jump, you can also dodge in the air kind of move. Um, Interesting. That's okay. one of my favorite type mechanics, sure. where you go jump, sure. jump, you're really high in the air, and then you do your dodge, which is basically flying, right? Yes. And you can just kind of like go really far. So in my dreams, I was flying in this kind of zoom <laughs> motion. <laughs> and it felt really good because it felt like I was kind of in the game in that way where I just felt like it made sense and it was easy to do. And I don't know if you've ever flown in your dreams. Have you? No, I, I see people talk about it all the time. I can't say that I ever. I mean, if I have, I've forgotten. I don't. It's not something that is, is notable to me anyway. Well, the small tangent is this. Whenever I've done it, I've done two different types of flying. Uh, I've floated, which is like just straight levitation. And then I've flown. So last night was a combination of float and levitation where, and this is an important tangent. I don't know how many people listening have experienced this, but please message me uh, on Twitter. Onawa, O-N-A-W-A. Oh, dear. Because no, 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 it's nothing weird. It's just that like when I do it in a dream, it feels very normal. Now, I don't mean like in dream world or something. It feels like when I wake up, I should be able to do it. Like (laughs) I understand I haven't, I haven't yet, but. I understand it in the dream so easily. I go, oh, I just push off and it goes, I go up in the air and I can maintain that for so long. And weirdly enough, I actually see and feel the mechanics of it. (laughs) Like I know that I can't just stay up forever. I have to like go forward or do something or I'll like land. And so that's what happened last night. I I jumped up and I levitated and it felt normal. 
and then I slid forward like this game. I was like flying forward like the, the character does in the game. And it felt totally normal, dude. Like I had been doing it for years. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe you should try after the show. Just go out there. And just I'm going to try. And just, Maybe just during the show. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. So anyways, back to the game. It's great. Solstice. Go look for it when it comes out. Um, any demo you can get your hands on, I would, I would try that as well. But kudos to them for doing a great tutorial. The graphics look awesome. Uh, I did have to, oh, one small thing. Switch down the, um, what is it? The, not the frame rate. No, the frame rate. Yeah, the frame rate. For some reason, unlocked was giving me hiccups. They oh, unlocked frame rate. Oh, yeah, okay. they had so. unlocked frame rate. They had a 60 and a 30. I, I bumped it down to 60, and it was fine. I don't know why the unlocked Oh, interesting. Out. That's weird. I, we don't get that option very often. On uh, were, you, were you playing this on PC? PC, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is coming to console. I believe it's coming to all consoles, or at least Xbox and PlayStation. So, so. they'll lock it there, of course. Yeah, that's but definitely not going to be an option. I think what happens is when you have a PC that's kind of like, you know, there's so many different graphics cards and sure. weird things. If you got um, a beefy rig or something, sure. And I do not. But I did put DLSS uh, something on, which helped, and then I t- pushed it down to 60. So if you play the demo, do that. And it's beautiful, and I love it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it until I get to an ending. I don't know. Hopefully, I have the full game. All right. Well, okay. This is a very promising preview. I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, getting back to uh, you know expectations, setting the stage for things. But this seems pretty cool. The screenshots look great, and uh, I mean, what you're telling me sounds really nice. If you want to actually sort of game, so I will uh, definitely keep an eye on this. And it seems like we probably will be talking about it again when the actual game drops, which I'm guessing probably isn't going to be too much longer. I'll have to look it up. We'll get in touch with PR and see what they say. But yeah, uh, Solstice seems like a winner. There you go. Preview. It, it preview, but it's one of those games where like I'm going to finish it. Well, again, I'll try finish to. Content, I don't know where, yeah. what, what content I have. But when it does come out, if it isn't out now, um, I would love to score this game because uh, not just because I like it, but um, I just want to play the rest of it. There you go. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, let me talk for a minute about a Switch game called Please Touch the Artwork. But before I do that, I need to apologize. Something in my basement is making my nose get super stuffy, and I feel like I'm about to sneeze. And I don't know why, because Ooh. I'm in the basement every single day. It's my work area. It's Game Critics West Studio. I don't know what's different about today, but I apologize if I sound really congested or if I'm, I sneeze. I, I don't know what's happening, but something in here is making my nose go haywire. So I'm going to do my best to power through. Unexpected um, sneeze incoming in 10. No, Nine. no, no. Don't, don't do it. Hey, no. I'm making no. it happen. Don't make it happen. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't please touch the artwork is a minimalist game, uh, puzzle game. It's a very interesting sort of thing. Uh, I wasn't sure, again, back to expectations, wasn't sure what to expect. Um, the screenshots are pretty interesting. It's very abstract. And when you start up the game, it's almost like your, your, your character is entering a museum. And there's like a, a guard there. And he says, oh, you know, before you go in, I need to ask you some questions. And he asks you, like, you know, are you chill or hothead? Are you uh, a thinker or a doer? And, uh, you know, you like blue or green? Or I don't know. I don't know what the questions are. It's like that kind of questions. And then after that, he's like, okay, great. Well, I know which one to refer you to. And then he points out one of the puzzles. Um, There's only three puzzles in this game, but each one has multiple parts. I believe the first puzzle I went to, I think, had 30, 30 different stages in the style of that initial puzzle. And I believe there's three. So, I mean, if that holds true for all of them, you're thinking pretty close to a hundred different puzzles, which to me felt like a pretty good amount for a switch game. The three things, one of them tells a story. One of them is, it's hard to describe how abstract they are. One of them is about like changing the way lines go because you want to have dots go. I think that's the story one. There's uh, anyway, I'm not going to, I'm going to try. It's, it's embarrassing. I can't describe it, but three very abstract um, spatial puzzles and they're in different flavors. Um, so it's, I started one with that tells a story and it's about these two dots that were kind of friends or lovers. It kind of like a little Thomas was alone sort of feeling to it. 
Um, that was fine, but I got kind of frustrated pretty quickly because I'm not great at puzzles, and I wasn't sure that this was going to be a puzzle game. I didn't, I, honestly, I didn't really know what it was. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is fine. I went to the second puzzle chunk, and I believe that one was called New York. I don't know why. And I got to be honest um, with you, Carlos, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this. I got very, very early in the New York style puzzles, and I very quickly did not even understand what I was supposed to do. I could, I did not know what the developers wanted from me, and I couldn't figure it out. I got maybe like three puzzles in. First two, no problem. It seemed like a like a copycat thing. Like like they showed you one, and then you were supposed to make the same thing on your side. Move a line here, move a line there. Yeah, okay, got it, no problem. Well, I got to the third one, and I just, I, I couldn't get it. I, I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. I got really stuck, and it kind of soured me a little bit because it's like I'm just starting. There was no help. There was no hints that I saw, and I just I couldn't progress. I didn't know what to do. It wasn't uh, like New York based or like, why was it New York? I don't know. I don't know. It was just maybe because it looked like streets or something. I, I mean, it's very oh, abstract. Okay. It's like lines, blocks, colors, squares. It's very abstract. So I don't know why they called it that. Um, but I just, I could not make progress. I, I just did not understand what the developers were telling me. I couldn't get it. So I got frustrated about that. Moved on to the other one. Um, it was different, but it was also similarly abstract. I got further in that one, but I'm like, okay, I got, I got the gist of it, right? Like it's minimal puzzle design. And I know about myself, again, um, boy, this podcast is sure a journey of self-discovery, I'll tell you, folks. Um, I just learned that I'm just not great at these kind of puzzles. I'm just not. I just I just admit that, and I'm okay with that. So I, I bounced off this game pretty quickly. Uh, but I think that if you want a small, artistic, very abstract, puzzle-focused experience, I mean, this could be definitely someone's jam. I definitely see people liking this. I, it's just not for me. Again, not for me, and I know that about myself. Um, and I just, my brain could not process these. So... It's a shame I would have liked to play a little bit more of it. I would have liked to have gotten further before I felt like I was a complete uh, moron. But I hit the moron stage pretty quickly, Jeez. and I just, I'm just, I just own that, and I'm going to move on. Well, so. I feel like a moron most of the times with puzzle games. I, I'm with you, and that's why generally I'm like, if it's in the even genre, you know, like it says puzzle strategy or whatever, I'm like, I'm probably going to back away. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. It looked really cute, and I didn't, I wasn't quite sure. I thought maybe it was going to be more experiential or maybe more of a. I don't know, just something more artistic than not quite so puzzly, but it is very puzzly. So just heads up on that. And I, you know, moron, I wear that shirt. My shirt says moron on it. That's fine. I'm the moron. But uh, if you're not a moron and you like these kind of puzzles, maybe check it out. Dude, that's what you do for the podcast. You take puzzle slash point and click uh, chances and you do it for us. And (laughs) I take these bullets for everybody. Yeah. And I back away through the bushes like Homer Simpson and don't even go near them. And you go, hey, guess what? I didn't like it. Didn't like it again. Or hey, guess what? I did. So we don't know. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, and just to be clear, like, I go into these, even knowing that I don't, that I do not have the ability for some of these games, I always go into them with the best of intentions. Like, I want to be really clear. I feel like I'm being kind of really negative on this podcast. I'll end strong, but I feel like I'm being so negative so far. But I want people to know, like, I, I never go into a game looking to slag it. I never go into a game wanting to trash it. Like, I want, ideally, if I had my druthers, I mean, every game I brought to the podcast would be like a total three-star winner, man. Well, like, yeah. I wish they were all great, right? So I try and I give them chances and you, you never know unless you try. You never know what your next favorite thing's going to be. So I never want to stop trying. Uh, and I will always be honest whether I like something or don't like it. But I definitely don't go. I never go into a game wanting to trash it. Yeah. That is, and I don't that think is God's either. honest truth. Right I don't now, think so. any of our listeners think that either. But I will say that, yeah, when you try enough things, you're going to get a bunch of stuff that you don't like. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised that I like Solstice. So I had no idea. I thought it was going to be a Souls game that I was like frustrated about. So. Well, there we go. Okay, so that was Please Touch the Artwork on Switch. Uh, so please touch that if you want some artistic puzzles. Now, Carlos, uh, this is a game that you've been wanting to talk about for a while. It is a game that everybody 
on the interwebs, in the Twitter sphere, in the game review circles is talking about right now. Literally everyone I yeah. know is playing Cult of the Lamb right now, myself included and including you. So I will let you lead off on this one. This one, um, it kind of was quiet for a while. I knew about it for the last couple of months, but I don't really feel like it built up a lot of heat until maybe like two weeks ago. And then all of a sudden, boom, everybody I know was talking about it, reviewing it, getting excited about it. So I am very curious to hear what you make of it, and then I will chip in at the end. So lay it on us, Carlos. Yeah, because Cult you, of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb. You played a little bit of it. I did play a little bit, yes. So um, not, again, to you know brag or anything, but similar to Stray, I talked about this game when it was a demo a million years ago. You knew it back before it was cool. I did. I did. It was like an indie band that I knew about before it was cool. So, yeah, I, I fought it for a long time. Uh, I think I played a demo. I'm pretty sure I played a demo. There was a demo, yeah. Yeah, I played that. Enjoyed it. I remember coming to you and going like, "Hey, Brad, we have to get we have to get this game." Yeah, you were very excited about this from yeah. uh, from a long time ago. So we got a code a while ago. Um, been playing it for a long time. Uh, pretty much finishing it tonight, I think. Maybe tonight or tomorrow, I'll finish it. So I'm close enough to the end. Um, I will say that the general premise of this game is you play as a lamb, uh, who basically won his last of its kind and was about to get executed. Well, does get executed. You did. Yeah. The beginning of the game. And then the one who waits, which is a god uh, that's beneath, we just know, don't know where, but somewhere else, um, basically resurrects you and says, hey, I'm going to give you a bunch of powers, one being immortality, and go do my bidding, start a cult, and then if you like beat all these you know, terrible monsters that killed you, I will come back. I will return. And, and just to be clear, he does not seem like a good dude. He seems like a very bad dude. He seems like a bad dude, but he did us a solid by, you know, bringing us back. I mean, back. he does, but just to set the stage, he doesn't seem like a benevolent kind of guy. He no, seems he's like, not like a nice, Yeah, he seems joyous. like a real rough customer. Yeah. yeah, he's got a mask on. Like, in this game, again, it's very cartoony. I didn't say it yet, but this game is very cartoony. So even if there's, like, tons of blood and weird stuff, it doesn't seem to be harsh. It's like it, it can get away with a lot of, like, dark stuff. So even though that god or whatever he is, uh, the one who waits, is pretty dark looking, he's also like, you know, it's a cartoonish too. So. Right, right. Anyways, that's the setup. And then you go back up to the mainland, which there's a huge overworld map that opens up slowly. So at the beginning, you can just go to your camp and then you can go to different levels. But then you open up different dungeons. It's a roguelike, um, but it's also a roguelike with a simulation element where you're basically building a little village. Yes. And in that village, you have uh, followers, which is part of your cult. And then you, you get them all the time. You get new ones, either while uh, adventuring or just like randomly. And then you also are managing that, but then you're going out and fighting monsters and dungeons. Um, leveling up, you get tarot cards. There's a lot of, a lot of systems. The, one of the cons in my con list is that there is, I think they could have just nixed a, a few different things in this game. Really? Okay. Yeah, I really do. Because like there's rituals, there's... Uh, seances, or you know, there's tons of like things you can do. Well, all of them are really fun, and I'm enjoying them. There's just uh, there's a ton. There's a ton of stuff to do. Um, so, anyways, there is that's the two basic ideas, right? So you're a lamb. You have cult members. Um, that's why I'm saying, like, if I actually break this part, this game apart, there's so much to explain because there's also fishing and there's also a dice game. Hear what I'm saying now? There, yeah, there's yeah. also the different ways you can level up the cult members. Like you can give them gifts. I don't know how much of the stuff you've done of that. You can send them on missions. 
here, now I'm going to explain why it's too, too many things. Because I played almost all of it, right? You not only can send them a mission, you can upgrade your mission area so you can send them a different mission. You have um, to upkeep the cult farm. So basically that means like almost Tamagotchi-style stuff where you have to clean up their shit. And then once you finally do clean up their shit, you can build outhouses and then take the shit from the outhouse and use it as fertilizer. See what I'm going with this? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of systems. There's a sure. lot of fucking systems. And so that's definitely a con for me because while I love the cartoon art style, I love the gameplay, uh, which we'll get into in a minute here, um, I think there is just a lot going on. Uh, and it can be overwhelming. Um, I will stop here and say that me and um, Gaming in the Wild um, both had an issue in the very beginning when I first played this game. I don't think he had the press version, but I, ha- I did, and I had the same issue, which is that I got to a certain point and then I got a soft lock, um, which means basically I couldn't leave my camp, but all the resources were gone. So I couldn't get more resources and I couldn't leave. What happened? You couldn't leave. You couldn't. So in general, uh, when you leave the camp, you just walk up to the top of the screen and then it takes you to the combat area. Like they wouldn't let you leave yeah. the, the camp area. Yeah. A wall showed up and said, no, do this other thing, which was like, um, you know, a small like mission thing. And the mission thing based was based on resources, so and I, you had no resources. And I had no resources camp. to do them. So, uh, but he had the same exact issue, and so hopefully they patched that by now. Um, but yeah, I, in general, though, I think I've set the stage where like the game is twofold. It is uh, fighting monsters in the dungeons. It's coming back and doing the camp. It's actually almost like I would say seventy percent camp sometimes because there's so much stuff to do there, and if you don't want your followers to die or like get sick and stuff. You do have to upkeep a lot. Yeah. And then you yeah. jump back to the dungeons, which are, these are 10 minute runs or like six minute runs. Right. Um, and I just quickly, I'll talk on the combat and then I'll let you say a few yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Is that the combat, you know, for me, dodge roll is great. Like the dodge roll feels very responsive. Um, you know, the action itself, it's, it's random. So basically you have enemy, uh, you have um, weapons you can get and unlock, but then you get the random one in the beginning of the, the run. Which I don't know about you, and you can say this this here, but like I hated that. You hated that you got a new weapon every single time when you started a run. Yeah, because you could get the bad one, and if you don't know what the bad one is, it's the fucking gloves. Sure, the gloves I mean, are terrible because yeah. they they basically you have to swing three times for them to hit like full damage, which is not ideal in a situation where you're running for your life in each little zone. Sure. Um, I just think that part was like give me a few options, like make them random, but give me like two options. But the fact that I would get stuck on a whole run, and if you don't find a shop or something, then you're fucked. Like for that whole run, that part Can of it. You just like. bail on it and go back to town, though. You can't bail on it until you beat beat it the first time, and then they give you the option to go back to town. You know what I mean? You have to do like a good run first. Oh, um, I thought you had like teleporters, or I, I thought one of the guys told me that if you get a certain power unlocked in the skill tree, you can go back to town. Again, there might be that. Um, I know that I did that. But I think I had to like beat it the first time first. Either way, it's just annoying. It's like you know you want to be able to just do the run. Um, but anyways, that's a setup. Uh, really like the combat. It's super <sighs> addictive. I know I'm making it sound like I don't like love it, but I, it's I'm obsessed with it. Um, I just think that there's a lot of things going on that I get kind of confused sometimes because it's hard to figure out what you should focus on. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, I so I've only. I've done maybe a quarter of the game. I beat the first major boss and I was spending a lot of time back at the camp. I mean, I think you're right. I I didn't expect this um, because before playing this, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to shake down. I saw the the screenshots. I saw the videos, but it's, it's really kind of hard to put your finger on what it is. But then as soon as you play, you're like, Oh, okay. I totally get it. 
it's definitely like you said half top-down roguelike dungeon crawler real-time action dodge roll attacking you've got a little magic power and stuff but then like you said like the other half or maybe even the other 700 percent is you being back at camp where you have ai followers and you have to grow your own food so there's some farming i haven't done the fishing yet but i know there is fishing i saw the fishing thing pop up i haven't done it yet um you have to manage them sometimes your followers fight and sometimes they get along sometimes they uh, become lovers or whatever you gotta like provide them beds and make sure there's enough food and make sure that they have uh, you know, stuff to do and jobs and everything. So there's definitely like a lot of management, almost like a harvest moon. Or in some ways, this game reminded me a little bit of um, Graveyard Keeper. Not that Graveyard Keeper has a lot of combat, not nearly as much as as Cult of the Lamb does, but but it, it's similar in terms of how many systems there are. I mean, Graveyard Keeper is incredibly deep, and having just played that recently, I was already in the mindset of oh yeah, here's like a thousand systems and I'm kind of like making my way through these. So it didn't smack me in the face, but I do agree with you. There's a lot going on. Um, I, I, I think this game is pretty good. I I can only play it in short bursts though. I find that I burn out on it pretty, pretty quickly um, with the combat especially, but I feel I feel like it's pretty good and I do like the, the management parts. The only parts I guess I don't like, um, well, I mean, I think I like most of it, but part of it for me is that you can't remap the buttons. And so I want my dodge button to be on a different button, and you can't. They're, they oh. give you three presets, and for whatever reason, my brain just does not accept that the dodge button is where it is, and I fuck it up all the time. And in that very basic experiential level, I keep hitting a wall because all I want is to remap the button. It's very simple. I want the ability to remap buttons in like every single fucking game that exists. And I believe that if we can put a man on the moon, we can put button <laughs> remapping in games. So I need developers to do that because it's very important to me. Um, so having that basic problem with it, um, that kind of is frustrating. Apart from that, I feel like it's going fine. I mean, I feel like it's going well. I, I do appreciate going to the combat, do some combat, come back. I did have a resource problem, though. I don't know. It was not the same resource problem you had. But the completionist in me wanted to eliminate my all rocks and trees from your camp area right off the bat right? yeah yeah i was don't say, do don't that don't do that like, don't, do, don't that. do that yeah there's nothing that says don't do that and in general that's a great strategy in these kind of games i did that in graveyard keeper no problem i had tons of resources no worries but then there does come a point where you can fuck yourself over because there's nothing there um i do think i'm not confirmed but i think that if like for example if you chop down all the trees like, you'll eventually get, like, a sapling or something. Like, another tree will sprout up after a while. And big trees, too, just to, to yeah. clear okay. that point up. Yeah, okay, good, it does. Good, but it takes good. a while sometimes, so you can be in that dead zone of, like, nothing's yes, there. Yes, you can be in the dead zone. Yeah. There are also, quote-unquote, like, mines. I believe there's a rock mine and a wood mine where if you advance your skill tree far enough, you can do the mine, and then there's always that resource available. So you can send a person to go do that, which is great. But I feel like that should open up a little bit sooner because I did get myself in that dead zone pretty early on. And I'm like, what's going on? And I had to actually go back into the dungeon just like on a wood run, which is right, exactly. you know, kind of dumb to do that. It feels like it's kind of a not a great reason to go do a run is to get more wood because it's like a really super basic resource. Can I um, can I put an yeah. asterisk in that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other thing that I don't like about that with the resources is that you can build those um, uh, wood and uh, rock mines. Yeah. Guess what? What? They go away. They do? Doesn't make any sense. Oh, but that's dumb. This is one of my cons is the resources in this game. Like... I will tell you something at the end of this review, well, not review, the end of this preview. Not a review. Totally um, just talking about this game, just like two dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but bros. is that that I like about it? But right now, you know, that thing that you do, it's, it seems unattainable in the beginning. You finally build those two things. They have a time period or something, and all of a sudden That's they just dumb. blow up. And I'm That's like, dumb. that is no reason for that. I do not like that at all. I'm, I'm now sad that you told me that because I didn't know that. That's yeah. fine. They last so a while. I, yeah, I mean, the... the 
I, but it, I, I, feel, I struggle because I feel like we're talking very negatively about this game. And yet, I do feel like it's really fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I plan to go back and play it as soon as we get done off the podcast here. I think it's good. I think it's really good. And I, I, I we have to, we've kind of danced around it, right? This game has a lot of like satanic and demonic imagery. Like there's a lot of like blood coming out of the eyes. Yeah. Pentagrams all over the place. Uh, elder demons, skulls, blood. You're sacrificing people. You're doing a lot of like satanic cult shit. You're doing some dark shit to the yeah, to you your can, followers. You can, exactly. You can sacrifice them for power. You can uh, kill one of them to resurrect you when you die in a dungeon. So like we're kind of like skirting around it. But like, this is a very, even though it's cartoony, um, very dark, very satanic, very like um, black you know, kind of black magic sort of shit going on, which is fine for me. I'm, I don't say that as a as a con. I'm totally fine with that. Um, just know that going into it, like it is actually surprisingly dark in some places. And if you are a little bit sensitive to that, um, it, it definitely is like they, they, they play cult pretty hard in this game. Well, so. let me also say to that, because people hearing what you just said might run away if they are uh, anti like satanic. It's not satanic. Yeah. That's a difference. There's a there's a difference there. These are like weird made up characters sure right there's no devil in this there's because i played a no, game where but i mean I like had the a, pentagram and like like oh, the blood sacrifice i, I know mean, a lot they're of the, the same very rituals, commonality commonality but like i'm playing hell pie and that's like doing work for satan like that's an actual sure, thing right sure, sure, sure. and like if you i don't know are we coming from a christian household and the mom would freak out she'd probably freak out a cult lamb either either way but yeah. it isn't about like servicing like a devil. It's like this one who waits, and we don't know what the end of the story is going to sure, be. You know, sure. so, not not Satan specifically, but like the same that. kind yeah. of like devil worshipy, demon summoning, blood, candles, pentagrams, yeah, skulls, yeah. that whole thing. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so I feel like we're, I feel like we're kind of just kind of dogging on this game, but actually I think this is a really good game, and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I'm really enjoying it. So I don't know how we got on this kind of negative track, but I do <sighs> think the combat is is good. I wish I could remap to dodge, but you know, other than that, I think the combat is pretty good. Really quick, I appreciate the brevity of it. I like the systems. Um, it's not too overwhelming for me. And so far, other than the log jam with the uh, lack of logs, uh, that was my real only problem. Now that I know about it, I'm kind of being more careful. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like overall, this is a it's a really good, well put together game, mashing up the farm slash management sim and the top down action dungeon crawler. I don't know that I've ever played one. That was as deep in both sides and mashed together as well. So I feel like they do it really well here. Well, to talk positively for a second, like you said, like I usually have in the past run away from roguelikes, right? Yeah, yeah. And you I, used to. I used not to. Anymore. I dip my toe in now because of you. Um, but most of the time, I still can be like, oh, here's the part where I'm going to be screwed, and I might just nope out. But they again, it's it's you don't think of that in this game. Like even though that's a part of it, it's because it has a sim element, because it's cutesy characters. And oh, by the way, there's a lot of funny dialogue too. Like, yeah, there you, is. You meet there like is. characters as you open up the map, which we kind of talked about. You literally open up whole other sections, right? And yeah. in those sections, yeah. not are you you're getting resources, but you're also doing like missions for people. Like we didn't talk about that. There's all these side missions you could do, and you're you know there's stores and different stuff. So it's a lot of fun world building uh, that isn't just devil stuff. There's like you know cutesy RPG kind of characters. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And I just went and got like a bunch of mushrooms to the mushroom guy because that was a thing. Um, so that's why it doesn't feel like just straight roguelike. You can do a million other things. Yeah, there's, um, there's like roguelike plus. There roguelike definitely plus. is a world and yeah, stuff yeah, to do yeah. when you want to take a break from it. And sure. the other positive is I really love that dice game. I don't know why, but like... It's a good dice game. I think it's pretty fun. It's way more fun than Gwent to me because I don't like Gwent. Uh, I know people who love it, so I apologize. But 
that dice game I played just for fun. And they make side missions out of it. So like I had to like fight bosses through the dice game. Oh, I would I will do I will do that. I wouldn't I, do the Gwent, but I will do this. Oh dude, I I've beaten all the bosses so far they've given me. Really? Yeah, and I like want them to give me more <laughs> dice bosses because I love that game. And then I will also say this is a positive. Um, I saw this from a review and I didn't know, but you can change the difficulty while you're playing the game. Oh good, okay. And um I think I think it has some balancing issues. The number one balancing issue is the resources. I don't know why they they do some of the things they do because yeah. it just stops you from having fun. Or I agree. I agree. Thank you. And the other thing I also you might agree with is that people get sick all the time. Like I think there's too much shit and there's too much sickness and some mm. of the monsters you meet later on actually like cause famine or cause like um like sickness or plague. So not, not only did yet. I have enough sickness, but I got to the end of a, like, a run, and the monster goes, hey, guess what? All of your townsfolk are, are now sick. And I was like, they were already sick. Oh, man. Well, you know, I don't have – I heard some people saying that like disease in the camp from lack of sanitation was a problem. I have not hit that problem yet, uh, but I am kind of like aware of it. But it hasn't happened yet, and I'm not far enough to get the, the famine or plague bosses. So oh. that may I still may have some bad times coming. You but do. So far – that has not been an issue. That, well, I'm, I'm watching. Yeah, I just don't know why the resource issue thing they did it. So anyways, I'm bringing that up because the minute you switch it down to easy mode, which I did now, finally, two things happen. One, resources are more. You just have more resources. Oh, good. Excellent. And again, that's why it's a balancing issue because I'm like running out all the time and all of a sudden I have a lot. So that's a balance issue, right? So and then the second thing is the combat's easier, but you can still, you know, get hit and die. But... Where I'm at, I'm not actually in it anymore for the combat. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Kind of just like you want to progress the story. I want to progress the story. They have really cool characters. I want to know who the one who waits is. So I would recommend anybody who's having a problem with like getting stuck at like certain sections, just knock it down to easy because you can. You don't get any dinged for it at all. And it just makes it like, in my opinion, it's almost like how I wanted to play the game from the beginning. Because you know how many hours I spent just like fixing up the camp and like uh, yeah, those fucking spiders or spiders everywhere. And again, I'm really far in the game. So like anything you could think is happening is happening in my town, right? Like birds attacking my crops, like just shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so like if the easy mode can make that easier, it's just like they built this beautiful world to end in a positive note. That's super cartoony and super like artistic and, really fun like a world and yeah i agree when it zooms in on the characters it does that depth of field thing you know Mm. out of focus and it's just awesome it's like so cool looking um so now i'm just playing for the fun of it you know and i feel like that easy mode's helping me that do that i think that's a real good quality that you bring up i'm glad you said that because i mean it is mechanically sound and i i haven't experienced the balance issues but again i'm like way earlier than you are so I, i have no no doubt that you are correct i'm sure you are um, but I, but this is the kind of game that has a lot of personality, right? And that is a big difference because that personality is going to make you soldier through the parts that you don't like so much. That, I mean, that's why I kept playing when I got like my, my log jam when I couldn't stuck. I mean, any other game I would have been like, okay, fuck this, whatever. And, but I'm like, no, no, I, I kind of like the lamb. I kind of want to see where this is going. I want to, you know, even though it's dark and pentagrams and candles and blood, I'm like, oh, this is kind of, a, it's, it is kind of a fun world a little bit. And I kind of want to see where it's going. I agree with you. I think the story is interesting enough and the world is interesting enough and it's the visuals and style are compelling enough that I want to keep going. So I do think it is a very big plus of this game that um, even though there are some cons that it's enough where you're not playing it just for the combat, you know, like you're, mm-hmm. you're kind of into it because you like what else you're doing. You like the camp stuff. 
you like the the drama between followers, or you want to see where the story is going. So that not every game can boast that, right? Especially not a systems focused game like this one. Yeah. So I think it's a real feather in its cap that that both of us kind of feel the same way about that. I will say one more con though, even though we just praised it, we're going to oh, end with no. praise. And and by the way, my ending is for the preview is I love it. I'm going to beat it, right? Like that's you okay. can't. You got to say pretty close. good praise, and I'm pretty close. So that's pretty good praise if you want to finish a game, right? For sure. For um, sure. Very excited to see whatever the ending of the story part is. And for people, for our listeners, I've heard it's like based on you know your management of the town or your sim. Um, multiple endings? No, not multiple endings, but it's about ten hours, maybe seven to ten hours total mm-hmm. to beat the thing. So. Um, the only other negative is similar to the resources, and I don't know why. I have no idea that they do this, but they just make too many cult members dissent. Um, they like it just takes two seconds for your like uh, faith to be down, like if you have a faith meter, and like two or two two cult members will be like starting to bitch about things, mm-hmm. and then they get mad, and then again, it's adorable. They get on their megaphone. <laughs> And they just run around the town going like, wah, 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 this fucking guy. Can you just kill him, I wonder? No, can you, you kill no I'll tell you what you do. Uh, you can do Well, you do a lot of things. You can actually sacrifice them. Yeah, you could sacrifice them. But um, there are a couple other things you can do. Wait, I don't think you can because whenever you go into the church, uh, I don't think the dissenters bring, come in there with you. Oh, so they're not available. To I think Sorry, I, this is kind of inside baseball. No, that's very inside baseball because I'm not sure. But what you do is you put him in jail. <clears throat> Right, I haven't built a jail, which yet. is hilarious because there's those stocks. You know, you put the head and oh, the hands through. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they're just sitting there going like, rah, rah, motherfucker, you know. And then you go over to them and you re-educate them. So you basically say like, hey, have you learned your lesson, asshole? Uh, and they their meter goes down, but you have to like re-educate them a few times. Right. And then you can right. release them from prison, and then they're back to normal. So, but they just do it too much. And I'm like, interesting. Okay. I come back from a run and like, there's two guys with megaphones and I'm like, really? Um, anyways, all that said, I love the game. It's fucking weird. The fact that we're talking about it so long is usually a positive, I think. Yeah, I, I'd agree. You know I what agree. I mean? Like, if we didn't like it, we would want to move on. Yeah, we would have noped so. out a long time ago and yeah. like Homer Simpson backed away into the bushes. But no, I love this game and I'm going to beat it and we'll talk about it next time I beat it. All right, excellent. Um, I will probably not have beaten it by the time we talk about it next time, but I do fully intend on shipping away. I like it. I can play it in short bursts. Um, it's got definitely my vibe and my tone to it, so I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna push on further and uh, having a good time. So I think we're we're both having a good time despite all the cons. We so are. There you go. Oh, Cult and, of the Lamb. Cult what? of the Lamb and uh, Dream Sprinkle number two. Yes. Uh, I said that two dreams uh, we're gonna sprinkle in. Is that last night I also had a dream, the same dream where I was flying around like Solstice is um, I saw a huge whale, and the whale had a window inside his belly, because cool. reasons, and inside the whale's belly was a bunch of little creatures like Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. And they were all in there, and they were very happy. They were, like they had a, like an apartment inside his belly. So they were not being digested. They no, were, like Getting like, like rent-controlled units. They were just hanging out. Like, it was like an apartment complex, and so I right thought on. that was interesting. So. I mean, if I could get a affordable housing inside a whale, I'd probably consider it. I'd take it, too. If the rent I pay right now, I'd live inside a whale. Right? No <laughs> yeah. In Seattle, a whale seems like a good alternative. Yes. So. Wait, that's All a right. good podcast name? What is that? A whale of an... Uh, how do we do that? Uh, I don't know. Apartment whale in Seattle? Mm, no. Okay, I'm pushing it. Nah. Sorry. I, 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 I get the vibe, but I don't know if we can work yeah, it. Yeah, okay. All right. Final game of the show here um, before we move on to just one last thing. Uh, Countess in Crimson. This is a PC game. This is also an adults only game. This is a sexual in nature. Uh, you know, I guess you could say it's a porno game or an XXX game or, or something like that. We talk about them here on the show and I do play them once in a while. That's really the only thing that's going to get me to play on PC. And 
uh, I was in the mood for something that was not too intense and I wanted just to like zone out a little bit. And I have no problem with people being naked. I enjoy that because I'm a human being on earth, I guess. <laughs> so uh, I decided to give this one a shot. It had a lot of great reviews, uh, which always was good. And I got to say, this is a winner. It is a good one. There's a lot of real bad porno games out there, let me tell you, that are not worth the money. But boy, this one is a winner so far. Uh, basically, this is a point and click. And this kind of circles back to what we talked about with Lord Winklebottom earlier. Uh, Countess and Crimson is very much like the kind of point and click that I like. They make a lot of really good decisions. So let me talk about let me talk about this in two different ways, right? So there's like the adult content. There's definitely naked chicks. Um, I'm not sure if there's going to be any gay content. It seems like there might be a gay character. I'm not that far into it. Um, I don't know if that's an option or not. There's also like a Futsunari toggle if you want to toggle that on. So they're giving you some options as to what your flavor is, which is great. Um, and there's definitely like naked people get it on. That's no shortage, right? But in terms of game design, I think this is actually a really smartly done point and click. It checks like all of the boxes that I like, right? So number one, production values were really good. I was actually taken aback by how good this game looks. Um, it wasn't just like a bunch of naked people. Like they did a lot of work on the backgrounds. Uh, you and your girlfriend, you play a guy and your girlfriend are driving through, I don't know, Eastern Bloc country somewhere car breaks down you got to walk to the nearby village and the village is kind of weird there's a castle up on the hill that people say is also pretty sketch and so you're hanging out at this inn where like they don't have wi-fi and everybody's kind of like almost like a medieval kind of flavor like you kind of go back in time a little bit with this village and so they spend a lot of time illustrating like the inn the bedroom that you're in the town like looking around the people like it all looks great like it's all very well done i feel like they took a lot of time to really illustrate the stuff that wasn't the sex stuff which is great um I feel like the UI, very well done. Like, it's very clean. The stuff that you need to know is right there. You can hit one button on your keyboard. tells you every hotspot on the screen, which I love. Every point-and-click person, please do that. And there's not a lot. There's not too many. And most of the things you click on is either something that you need or it sometimes is flavor, but it's short. It's really short. It's like one sentence, right? Don't make me read a fucking paragraph about the quality of the nuts and bolts on this fucking screwdriver that you picked up because it's blah, 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 oh, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. I don't care, dude. Like they, they know, right. They know they're like one, like uh, you click on a fireplace. Oh, this is warm and cozy. Cool. Done. That's all I needed to fucking know. Moving on with my life. It only took 0.1 seconds. Thank you. Um, so I really appreciate that. The inventory system, you do not pick up too many things. You pick up very few things and the things you pick up, pretty fucking obvious what you do with them i don't feel like i've hit any moon logic yet which is great not to say that there isn't any i haven't finished the game yet could happen uh but so far zero moon logic which i love and in fact there's also a hint system in the corner tells you exactly what you need to do you pick up a thing you forget to use it. it's like hey use that thing yes thank mm. you very much i forgot about that thank you for reminding me i appreciate that also um so this is a great balance because they really take advantage of the medium right this is a sexually oriented game no 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 doubt about it and there's a very fine line to creating what i see as like the best kind of adult oriented game you're here for the skin otherwise you just be playing a regular game right you want some skin that's just admit it it's fine you want that you're here that's why you're here they know that and they get you they give you some right off the bat you start the game boom you're in skin you're like oh shit it's happening, and they, they, they know you're here. They're like, this is what you're going to get. Great. Um, so, but they know it's not all about this game, because otherwise, you'd be watching a porno. If that's all you wanted, you would, there's like Well, you'd be watching fleet. hentai in this particular, right? Is it, well, isn't exactly, it anime right? style? No, it's it's kind of realistic. Kind oh, of realistic style. style. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so that's the thing, right? So you, if you wanted to 
just see the skin. You'd be watching porno or hentai or something with no game, right? And if you wanted to play just a game, you would just go play a game. There's like a million of them. So they know that you want a blend. They know you want some game and they know you want some skin. And it's all about balancing those two things out. The best games for me in the adult section totally understand that balance. And these guys absolutely understand it. They are fucking zeroed in on that balance and I love it. They give you a little bit and they're like, oh yeah, not too much. Like, don't get weird. Okay, cool. You get to the gameplay, do some gameplay to point and click, uh, put the log in the fire. Hey, here's a coin. Give this to this guy. Okay, cool. I mean, before you get too much of that, okay, here's the most skin. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, good. Balance. Good, yeah. That's hard to do. Back and forth, back and forth. And also the other, the most important part, the most important part of this whole thing, don't talk too much. I do not, I guarantee you, I do not want to read a book. If I wanted to read a book, there's infinite books out there that I could read. I'm here for the game balanced with skin, balanced with text, right? All three of those things in equal amounts, in good amounts. And these guys also understand that there is not 190 pages of text between each sex scene. There is not 190 pages of text between each game scene which is great. There's a little bit. You get a little bit of flavor for like the characters. You know who the barmaid is. You know who the weird guy with the eye patch is. You know who your girlfriend is. But like you're not drowning in, in, in text. In some visual novels that I play, uh, whether they're adult oriented or not, they're like fucking books, dude. And I'm like, I, I don't want to read a book because I would go read a book. I want right. an appropriate amount of text for a visual novel that also gives me something else to do, that also gives me pictures, that also gives me gameplay, right? So they know that. They know you don't want a book. They know you don't want just want porn. They know you don't just want a game. And they give you all three of those things in perfect balance, perfect harmony. I love it. It's so good. Like the the pacing, the balance is great. Um, so I'm very happy about that. I feel like everything about this game is really well done overall. Great graphics, great UI, great pacing. Um, it's not super funny so far. I mean, there's a chuckle, chuckle, chuckle here and there. But I wouldn't say it's a comedy game. I think it's more of like a creepy weird and you know people are going to be fucking pretty soon but it's also kind of creepy and weird but not scary but kind of just like an adventure sort of a thing it's not super funny hmm. uh, also not horror but i feel like it strikes a pretty good balance for what it is and that's really the key to the success of this game is it knows what it is and it knows what you want that being me and it gives it to you perfectly i fucking love how well made this game is and to be really honest with you carlos rodella yes um it's so well done in terms of production and design um i would need it to be a little bit funnier but like if they took all of the naughty stuff out and just left the game i would still play it i would still feel like it is a very well-made current modern smart um and light point and click adventure like i feel like they really understand the genre and don't get stuck in the trappings of the classics that don't really work for me anymore so i think it's great like if it was a little bit funnier this could totally be a game like all on its own yeah. without the skin um but they have the skin so great i mean i'm definitely not opposed to that so it's great. I feel like this is a really, really wonderful um, game. If you want an adult-oriented point-and-click, I think this is a great one. And what's the name of it again? It's called Countess in Crimson. There you go. Uh, got it on Steam. I think it was like nine bucks or something like that. It wasn't crazy. I think it was on sale at the time. Uh, but it's just really, really well done. And I just, I really appreciate that these people actually took the time to make a decent game with great UI and great mechanics. And like, it all makes sense as a game. It's not just some kind of jumble of code with some boobs put on top of it like yeah. it's actually a well-made product so. uh you should look up the developer name um well i'm giving going on two tangents because okay let me look it up real quick Go ahead. you also like their other games if they have any other you know i, I know have not looked up into anything else but i'm gonna look it up. um so the two tangents are we talk about this a lot where i keep looking for an action rpg that's also has adult themes in it yeah uh, or adult oriented it's yeah. hard to find i mean there's some again really bad games that have that in it but it's just jammed in oop pun intended 
Oh, uh, wow. Didn't even mean there to. we go. There we go. But yeah, like it doesn't feel like, like you said, it's not balancing, right? It just feels like it's either or. The gameplay is terrible, or you know, one of one or the other. Um, yeah. So I still haven't found that. Anybody listening, if they, if you know of an action RPG that does that, man, that'd be cool. But kind of to my final tangent point is, I think The Witcher did this well. Uh, yeah. Sometimes Dragon Age. Um, sometimes, uh, actually, weirdly enough, not in a sexual way, but when I'm playing Sword and Fairy. Like that moment I talked to you about that felt like really real, you know, like yeah, an emotional. Yeah. That's what I want out of games in the future. And I think we will probably get there, which is that's like, like these scenes just happen in the game. So I'm playing an action RPG. It's amazing. At some point I have a girlfriend or I am flirting with somebody or if I was a guy and with another guy or a girl with another girl, whatever. And you go, oh, I, I think we're going to have sex, you know, and then it goes to that. And it's not some like thing we have to be like oh did you see the hot coffee thing in grand theft auto it's left out of the game but if you you know do this thing you can have sex no no no. it's just like part of the storyline right just kind of a natural organic evolution of what's going on in the story right, right. which again brings it closer to realistic of like if yeah. you're doing an rpg or a simulation game that's just what happens in the world like for us to be like and this is a long tangent but you know we started with games with like beeps and bloops and you know four bit and two bit and 16 bit whatever and it didn't make sense. Like, there was an Atari game that would try to do simulate sex, and it looked ridiculous. But, like, now we can do that, and we're getting closer and closer every day to make it, like, whatever. And it's just, like, it's just part of the world anyhow. So why yeah. not put it in, yeah. you know, the game? Exactly. Um, to have it be this kind of, like, weird – it feels almost like 90s or something to be, like, this censored area. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's what it comes out down to. It's like, oh, and they even do that. Some games, like, put pixelated things. You know, sure. as a joke. And they're like, oh, look, you can't see the boobs. Uh, okay, I've seen them. It just t- type into Google, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I, I know I'm on a soapbox now, but I really think it's ridiculous that we're not uh, just already putting that in games. And now, of course, age-restricted, you know? Yeah. You want to make sure you put the, sure, the sure. right thing on it. Appropriate material for the appropriate people. Yeah. For sure. Not every game is for every person. I've said that a million times. And that's exactly what I think you're saying is like, you know, we're older now. We're, we've grown up with the medium. The medium is growing up with us. And I think we're ready for more organic experience, maybe more relationship focused, or just seeing people that are illustrated in a way that kind of reflects our natural lives or, you know, like, you know, just something that's a normal part of being, you know, like love, romance, sex and stuff is something that I think could be worked into a lot of games in not in a in a not cheesy way, in a not weird way. But also, you know, and I also like this game. I think there's also... Uh, much like when you go to the video stores that we mentioned back in the day, there was like the horror, there was the kids, there was the action, and then there's the porno in the back. It's fine to have all those sections. All the sections are fine, but you know, each, each section is not for every person. So I think that games, there should be games of all kinds and not every game is for every person. Yeah. Thanks. You know, and to your point about the love thing, I think that's the other piece that I'm trying to get to is that, you know, sex isn't just sex. Like Mm -hmm. it can be. It can also sure. be attached to like partner or, you know, this really cool moment. Totally, totally. And so to call back to cyberpunk, which I haven't done in a while, uh, my relationship and a lot of others listening with Pan Am sure. was special because um, there was a moment where there's a storm and she like later had on my lap and that's all that happened that night, you know, but it was just as powerful. And then we did have sex. Uh, this is kind of a minor spoiler. Okay. So, skip ahead i guess if you don't want to know but you can have sex with pan am and you do in a car and it's like a really cool organic moment did we ever talk about this we didn't mention it just briefly okay yeah but it felt so 
real and good, you know? Like, it was like, it wasn't like we went to a bedroom and lit candles <clears throat> or some bullshit, like, movie thing. Right. It was like, we were like, oh, we were, like, really turned on and we're in a car. This is where it's going to happen. Right, um, right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Those are moments that are real and they don't have to be sensationalized. Um, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's kind of what you're saying, playing off of the emotion, playing off of... I mean, I think that's one thing that Witcher did really well. I mean, to me, that's one of, I mean, the best examples of love and romance and connection and not just sex, but just like having those connections. I cared so much about so many of those characters and we had so many little moments where it was just about being a friend or being um, escaping near death with somebody or or having a moment where you both laugh about something in that game. Like it's really masterfully done. And I think that's really what the medium is kind of lacking mm-hmm. is, is those moments where you just have something happen and the point of it is to experience this thing with this other character and you feel something as a human being you relate to it in your own life like you think about what it feels like to have a friend or you think about what it's like to to have this moment with somebody and that's really what makes a game great to me like in terms of narrative so yeah absolutely and i think uh there's we need way, way more of that like we need way way more of that the, the the genre the industry the the medium itself is still really lagging far behind we're so caught up on how many P's and how many graphics and how many physics. And it's just like, it's right. You know, I think we're ready for something else. I mean, just think about Saints Row when it comes out, like, are yeah. we going to get an emotional experience with a, a person you meet in that game? I don't think so. Yeah. You know, like, well, it's, it's, it's so interesting. You say that very interesting. You say that because I don't think so. I agree with you, but I would say that if you go back to the original Saints Row quadrilogy, by the time that we got to number four, I actually did have feelings about some of the people I'd been through. Mm. Um, some of my teammates, not all of them, but a couple of them. I was like, oh, yeah, my homies. I love to roll with these guys because we had done certain missions or something. Definitely not on the same level as like a Witcher or something like that. But like I did feel something. So I think it's possible for games to start incorporating more things like that. Like you have, you know, friendship missions or team building missions or something. Maybe like a big level where there's like a giant trust fall and you all catch each other. Nice. <laughs> off the thing or something. No. But I, I, think you, I think you can. I think we should try, right? Yeah. And I don't want to poo-poo it because I am going to play the new Saints Row. And who knows? Because I do remember, because you said that I played Watch Dogs. And uh, I, I loved Watch Dogs 2 the most, I think. And in that one, yeah, you have a little group of like revolutionary guys and girls. and Yeah, your team. Sure. Your team. And I felt pretty connected to them. So, um yeah, I think uh, it can happen. But what a fun tangent off an adult game. Exactly, <laughs> I like this. Exactly. Well, circling back, uh, definitely a big thumbs up for me to Countess and Crimson. I think it's great. Uh, I will probably give it an official review once I finish. Uh, but it's on PC, and playing PC games is really difficult for me uh, for a number of reasons. So it's, I'm, I'm not really pouring as much time into it as I would like to. Um, also, really quickly, I did I re- neglected to mention there's like um, personality uh, meters there's like whole different choices story-based choices you can do there's also the game tells you up front there's four different endings tells you exactly how to get them which i appreciate i just this game just feels like it respects me and i <laughs> i love games that respect me and not even in a sexual way but just like in a hey thank you for playing our game we're going to make this real transparent to you and you can do whatever you like to get the best experience out of it i like that yeah. i like games that i feel like respect me so countess and crimson i'm digging it i'm probably going to finish it i'll probably come back with an official score to view at some point in the future uh but for right now definitely a winner Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Gotta just like That's my new catchphrase <laughs> for this podcast. Check it out. All right, folks. That is the end of our game's content. Uh, before we go, quick shout out to 96 Lions and Sentinot Plus for retweeting the show last week. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping us spread the gospel of this show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, also, we just have a couple of uh, couple of things before we go here. Uh, Carlos, anything before we go? I don't really have much this episode. Uh, the only thing I was going to say before we go is we're at 297 or 298. Which episode are we on right now? We are on 297. 
We're close to 300. We're almost to 300 episodes. That, that means true. we should probably do something and not just say we're going to do something, but like we should do something special. I mean, like what? I don't know yet. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> I mean, if anybody listening has ideas, let me know. But uh, my criteria are it's got to be easy. And number two, take no effort. So anything that we can do that's easy and takes no effort, I'm in. I have an idea that takes a little effort and I'll tell you off the podcast. All right, you can tell me off the podcast. Uh, the only thing I had to go before we go, uh, I watched a comedy special recently. My my wife and I love to watch stand up. Um, we have actually we used to go to clubs and stuff, uh, stand up clubs back in the day before we had a kid. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned that before, but we are, we're pretty big stand up fans. We don't talk about it a lot, but we are. And we just watched a new special on Netflix from Taylor Tomlinson. Do you know her? Yeah, yeah, I've been following her for a while. I love it. Yeah, yeah, she's great. I'd never I'd never seen her before. This was the first special. It's called Look at You. On Netflix, brand new this year, and it was interesting because I wasn't sure that I was going to click with her when we watched the preview, like the little clip. Um, her production was kind of weird. Um, I mean, it, in a very technical sense, I had certain things that I was looking for, and I wasn't sure that she was going to check those boxes for me. It's not just about for me. Is somebody funny? I mean, is are they funny? Yes, but also, how do they do their delivery? What's their timing like? What's their joke structure like? How do they do their callbacks? Like, I think about all these different things in my head. I really kind of like dissect comedy. Um, for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons being that my um, first child uh, has like a sense of humor that does not click with my sense of humor at all. We, we really struggled as between parent and child. Um, they did not think anything that I said was funny. And I didn't think that anything they said was funny. And that's kind of funny in and of itself. That but actually, funny. it's really, it's really painful. It's really awful. Oh. Um, there's a lot of hurt feelings. And people get upset. And you say something's a joke, and it's not taken as a joke. Or you don't laugh at something and they get hurt because you're not laughing. Um, it's really um, difficult. It's really difficult if you don't have the ability to laugh with your child in that way. And so we spent a lot of time with my first child. Uh, I have two in case anybody doesn't know. I have two. Uh, with my first child, like watching stand up, getting joke books, talking about why jokes work, trying to understand why jokes work so that we can kind of work through this and get to like a common ground where we could understand each other, where I could crack a joke and they wouldn't feel like it was at their expense or they could say something that they would, would intentionally craft to be funny. And then I would perceive it as being funny rather than just being some weird thing that my kids said. Um, if you can't laugh with your kids, it's really tough. Mm. Um, and I don't like that feeling at all. Uh, luckily my second child is funny as fuck. Uh, he is so funny, clicked sense of humor. We get each other's jokes. We do wordplay. It's really, really good. But, but my point being, we, I started to get really into like the structure of joke telling, the structure of comedy, like, it's like science, right? It's not just about being funny. Like, you have to work at being funny, as I'm sure you well know, Carlos. I mean, this is probably very near and dear to your heart. I'm probably preaching, preaching <laughs> the choir here. Yeah, it's work. Um, so as I'm watching Taylor Tomlinson, I wasn't really convinced by her trailer, but the wife was like, oh, let's give it a shot. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, fine, we'll roll the dice. And I I didn't click with her at first, but I got to say, by the time it was done, I was like, oh, yeah, she's, like, really fucking good. Like, I really liked her structure. I liked her timing. I liked her callbacks. I like um, the ideas that she was doing and the best parts about this entire series that I watched or the, the show we watched, look at you on Netflix. There was a couple times when the audience was absolutely dead. She was saying a joke and it was, I'm, I'm not saying it's bombing cause it didn't bomb, but it was so funny and it was so far above the audience's head. Like they just didn't get it. And she was saying it for herself on stage and she was laughing cause she knew how funny it was. And I was laughing cause I knew how funny it was. And I knew that she knew how funny it was. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like a brilliant joke. Like, these people are too stupid to understand her joke. It's so brilliant that no one's laughing. And even that is funny because if you can't make people laugh, then it's a failure.
but at the same time it was like a wild success because it was so clever so mm. i was like oh man she's like a genius i love i love that joke i love the quiet moments when no one's laughing because those to me were like the fucking funniest things well you and love it as a amazing. viewer but us as people when we're trying to make people laugh we do not love it um, I know. it is literally like poison to us and can literally destroy a re- like the whole performance if I was in the audience, I would have stood up and hooted and clapped for her if I was in the audience because I got it. I was like, oh, my God, you're the best. That's great. I would have been that one dude who stands up. So I yeah. would have given her some props. Uh, by the way, she's really funny in her interview with Conan. So, she, you know, Conan's podcast. Um, oh, I, I know of it. I've never listened yeah, to it. Yeah, he, they're doing clips on YouTube now. So um, every I think for me, I like her a lot, but I like her when she's which I think some people say about me when they're just like hanging out, you know, talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of my comedy comes from that as well. And so her on that podcast is hilarious because mm. it, it, she's talking truths and stuff like that, but she just, I don't know, she's on. And like when you're on and just kind of chat and bullshitting, yeah. um, sometimes yeah. it's better because not to get into it too much, but like I've done stand up and I've done sketch. Um, when I do my sketches on TikTok, not to bring it back about me again, but is that, you know, it's a performance, but then I'm not being judged in the moment. Right. And stand up or sketch on stage, you're being judged every second. And yeah. the audience goes like, nope, I don't get it. Nope, I don't get it. Oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah. And so yeah, like totally. in that special you're talking about, it's I think she talked about it. it. It's rough because, you know, you have your prepared material. And unless you're like really good at improving or, you know, changing it up because of what yeah. the audience is doing. Yeah. If that's not your act, then you're kind of screwed. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, and and to be clear, she didn't bomb at all. I mean, I think there was maybe like, two jokes where I felt like she was doing it for herself and not really for the audience, yeah. which I really appreciated because I got it. Um, but the rest of it was fine. I mean, the audience loved it. I mean, it was, she didn't bomb at all. I mean, it was a really successful, yep. successful show. And I think it was good. And I mean, she was, it was just really great. I didn't really know much about her before I watched the show, but after the show, I definitely think she's got a fan and I really enjoyed that performance. So heads up Taylor Tomlinson, look at you on Netflix. That is a good comedy uh, special. I don't think I have anything else. Carlos, anything else before we go? No, but I just think just onto that point real quick, um, because of comedy, um, you know, I'm watching a lot of, uh, listening to a lot of Fly on the Wall, which you should check out. It's a podcast. I don't know what that is. Dana Carvey and David Spade. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds terrible. Oh, well, you're an awful monster Yikes. then. Those are two of my least favorite people. We, uh, we aren't friends again. We, we've done this many <laughs> times. I'll say one thing and I go like, I love this. And you go, those people are the worst. And I go, well, we're not friends. Oh, man. Anyways, the I... reason now hear me out though. <laughs> I've uh, talked about this to you, and I don't know if I'd mentioned this show, but uh, I'm doing comedy writing all the time, so I'm really gonna oh, sure. oh, try sure. to shoot my shot and you know get into some comedy writing jobs. If not, maybe SNL. And um, so they basically talk to all the different people who've been on the show on SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for someone who's an SNL nerd, that's like my favorite thing. Sure. sure. Uh, that's the other reason to listen to it, not just because of them. And then I've been watching a lot of that. And also the SNL Network um, is uh, run by a friend of mine. And basically they go through and, you know, dissect the whole show and do these special episodes. So tonight I'm actually talking on that show about uh, different characters. So they'll go through different um, people on the show and the characters that they made. And so I'm talking about Eddie Murphy uh, and Dan Aykroyd tonight, and Molly Shannon. So, where can we listen to this? Will you tell us the name of the podcast? Yeah, it's again just so we easy. Can catch it's this? The SNL Network. It's on everything. Um, and anywhere where you find podcasts. Yep, and it's on YouTube as well. And the YouTube version is a video, so you'll see my face. All right. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of a. I'm very in a podcast writer mode right now. 
So this is up my alley. Um, obviously, anything comedy related. So right on. Check those out. Check it out. All right, folks. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for sticking with us through our recent kind of changes in structure. I think we've got it nailed down. I think this is probably going to be our final form, I believe. No more uh, surprise boss modes after this. Uh, just finish this one, and then we will roll credits. Uh, as always, we'd love to get your questions and comments. Hit us up, SoVideoGamesPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at SoVideoGames. You can reach us individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week, sir? Just TikTok, uh, Carlos Rodella, R-O-D-E-L-A. All right, and you can get me on Twitter and Instagram, as per usual. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. All A's, no O's, and that's going to do it for episode 297. Thank you again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast, and we will see you next week. But in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Bye from Carlos.